I'm really glad you were able to to do this with me today. I'm so excited about it. And I think that what you want to talk about is going to bring my listeners some awesome value because I know you said that you wanted to talk about how podcasting is very similar to blogging. Is that still right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's how I I started out because uh, for my reasoning, I'm dyslexic and I was concerned about uh, writing and something not coming out the way I want it to come out. So okay. I figured if I just talked about it, I'd be on the safe side. <laughs> that is fantastic. I have, I absolutely love that. Okay. That's perfect. Okay. So if you could please just state your name and uh, tell me um, what it is you do. Okay. My name is Monique A.J. Smith. I'm a leadership strategist for athletic departments and individuals who wish to advance in athletic administration or sports business or the marketplace. Wow. Okay. So now I know that you started Seeds of Empowerment. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Okay. Well, Seeds of Empowerment is uh, my consulting side, okay. uh, which is what I just said, but uh, I started that in 2005. Um, okay. I was a associate commissioner for athletic conference and uh, it just so happens that most of the women in my conference uh, excelled so I had other conferences asking me uh, to speak at the athletic conference for women and I did a lot of title nine education okay so I began to do that because the state of Virginia said you got a side business consulting and you owe us some money as a business. So I created a business in 2005 since I had to pay these taxes. And uh, so I just kept the name and went full-time in 2013. Uh, When I left the conference office, I went to work with the NCAA as a consultant and they would send me out to do leadership retreats. So it's still the same. I'm still planting seeds of empowerment. Uh, and my tagline is a planning season of empowerment to lead others to greatness. Ooh, that is so good. I love that. So when did the podcasting start becoming a thing that you were doing? <laughs> that, that, that's kind of funny. Okay. So, <laughs> when I went full time, um, I, I came in contact with a publicist and she wanted me to help her with one of her clients to, uh, so she wanted me to uh, help her get her client a speaking engagement. So then when I told her what I did, she had another client who wanted to have the longest podcast, running podcast. Okay. So she asked me, did I want to be a guest or a host? And I said, I have control issues. I'd rather be the host. And uh, in college, I majored in communications, mass media. So I learned how to do radio and whatnot. So there wasn't, I knew how to do my own rundown sheet and things like that. So they were so impressed. They said, you want your own show and we have a different engineer for you. So I joined Survival Radio Network with Clark Garrison. And I had a different model because I knew I wanted to interview all African-American women athletic administrators. And for the first, uh, uh, hopefully it was the whole season, I was going to interview athletic directors because that's what I was known for growing women into that field. And uh, he wasn't so, he was like, that's not a lot of women. I said, watch. So this month is my eighth season of the podcast. 
So this month as in August is your eighth, eighth season. Wow. Yes. That's incredible. So, yes. so it's been a, it's been a minute that since you yes. started. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so now was it always called chat in the garden or uh, yes. really? Mm-hmm. It's called chat in the garden. Be a, a couple of things because I grow people. Uh, so I growth, love it. growth is not comfortable. And so I have to keep reminding people what they're going to look like when they work with me, you see, because it's going, growth is uncomfortable, but you can see what the end is going to be. And so, and also, you know, let's just throw some Oprah in there. Oprah has her serious conversations in the garden. Mm-hmm. You I know. love it. Uh, love me some Oprah. I absolutely do. And uh, you're saying the thing about, um, about growth is uncomfortable. I was just watching the, uh, the Will Smith uh, speech on fear. And he said that he, he, you know, he went skydiving and it was all about how uh, sky, everything that you want is on the other side of fear. That in those moments where you're scared as hell, like everything that could possibly be your dream, like your bliss is on the other side of fear. And I just, Oh God, it's such a good video. If you, if you get a chance on YouTube, check it out. It's just uh, Will Smith on skydiving. So, alrighty. So we wanted to talk about that. Podcasting is a form of blogging. And you said that it's because you email it out to your email list each week. So one of the things that I harp on all the time, even though I'm horrible at it is I don't have an email list, but I tell people all the time they need one. So let's talk about all those things. Let's unpack it all. Why should, why should people be podcasting? Why should they have an email list? And what are you doing to keep your email list engaged? Wow. Well, <laughs> I'm going to capsule this into my method called DCL method. Okay. Okay. All right. So the DCL method is drive, convert, and lifeline cost, lifelong customers. So beyond, I'm pretty sure people are blogging, they're doing it as a business, correct? Most of the time, yeah. Right. And the same thing with podcasting. You should tie it to your business. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if you're going to talk, might as well get paid to do it, right? If you're going to write, might as well get paid to, to write. And so what, 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 what it is, is that the podcast and uh, the blogging becomes a lead magnet. People want to know what you have to tell them. All right. So that's the key to drive people to a Facebook group, an email list, or a website so that you can convert them um, to lifelong customers. So again, now the key thing is when you convert and you have to listen because you got to listen to what they really need and what they're asking for. So it kind of develops like a community. So converting can also mean community, but in my case, it becomes a garden because when I began, because I I joined a network and I had no idea what podcasting was, number one, okay? Uh, And he called it radio networking. So I was like, okay, what is this? Then when I used podcasting, I felt better because I knew what radio was, okay? Traditional, I was like, okay, I don't feel authentic. So he said, you got to have a Facebook group to go with the podcast. I was like, huh? So all of this happened just like that. I told him I want to chat in the garden. He, he sent me to a guy to do my graphics. All right. And then the graphic, then the graphic went to a Facebook group. So whenever I would talk about who I was going to interview, I talked about it in the Facebook group. Now I could have 
done the podcast and put it to Stitcher and all those places, but I wanted to drive people to the Facebook group because beyond interviewing the people, because what I interview about is the career path of the person sitting in the seat of athletic position, okay, or, or, or the C-suite of sports business. Okay, so it's always the same question, but also I ask people in the group, do you have a question for this person I can ask? So it's a live piece. And then it's also a replay. So by me doing that, it allows me to have engagement because if you know I'm going to ask the same question that you asked me, that means you're going to go listen. Yeah. And what I really try to do is get them to listen live and then they can hit the button and ask that question and come on, you know. Ooh, uh, that's brilliant. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So um, you record all of them live? Yeah, I, it's on Blog Talk Radio. Okay. Okay, so I'm I'm, I'm not going to, uh, again, all I do, I do have an engineer. Mm-hmm. Uh, she clicks the button and I have commercials because my commercials pay for the podcast. Okay. And, um, but I like blog talk radio because the pictures rotate as you're talking. Okay. So that gives me uh, another income stream. But for me, it just offsets the cost of blog talk radio and my engineer and then the cost to produce it. And so, you know, when I first began, it was um, uh, you want to do a shout out, you know, but now I've grown to uh, most of the time uh, people have a, a um, people with books that want to either have on a college campus or books to improve the individual in athletic director position. Um, and because uh, one of them right now is called Love. Love is at the root of resistance. And so she is a, um, um, a professor of a college, but during the pandemic, um, she wrote a book. And which was really key because now um, our student athletes have found their voice in all types of ways, meaning uh, the government has said that now they can get paid. Um, Then you have the social unrest and they want to be part of that. So as an educator, you need to educate yourself on how to direct them. Um, And then so she's got terms and it's a workbook. And then you know, just knowing how you fit into it, you know, because I feel like the podcast is a part of activism, because if you want to know where a Black woman is and you have a position and you keep saying you don't know where they are, then all you need to do is just go to my uh, site and look at all those interviews. Mm-hmm. And it helps you uh, awaken yourself to all of the fans. That's why I call it Chat in the Garden. I have a magazine called Significance. Because the tagline for Chat in the Garden is a chat in the garden where significance blooms in athletics and sports business. That's very so, powerful. Wow. Okay. Thank you. And so it, 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 it makes you feel like, okay, I am significant. If you say it out loud, then you know it's, it's about you. And just ironically, Last week, someone called me or texted me and said they had an opening that was closing on Sunday and they did not have any diverse candidates. Could I recommend? Well, I, because I'm a consultant, I have people who's already in my portal mm-hmm. of my clients. So I'm texting them right then and there. And I said, look, would you move to blank place? 
Okay, here is here is the salary. Apply. Had two, I think I had three people to apply. I mean, this was on a Thursday night. And on Friday, we had three applicants. And then she says, okay, we need to pay you. The university said, we need to pay you. I'm like, okay, bet. I, love I didn't it. do it. I didn't do it to get paid. You right. follow me? And so, and, and then I said, okay, and out of these three, two of them are right in my podcast. You can just go look them up and listen to them. That's brilliant. So you, you, so not only have you built a community and have these connections, you also now have like a pool of people you can pull from for not just your podcast, but for any opportunity that comes up. That's amazing. So now tell me, um, how is it that you get people to hear about the Facebook group and hear about the podcast? Well, I talked about this in your article that you did. I know. So, <laughs> but for people who didn't read it, <laughs> well, what I do is I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn because this is a professional piece and I look for um, titles that follow. I mean, and that's people that people who are not into sports, they don't realize you can be academic advisor you could be a sports psychologist. You could be a social worker in sports. Uh, you could be athletic trainer. Um, you can be um, um, facilities. You could be a marketer. You could be in development. All of those things. And so I look for those titles and then I invite them to the Facebook group. This is general. And, 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 it, and we're up to 2,100 people. So you have 2,100 people on Facebook. What do you say to the people who are saying you can't build your business on Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and I agree. I mean, I agree with that. You can build a community on Facebook. Okay. Okay. And then you have to do the work to convert them to customers. Yes. And that's where the uh, L comes in. How do we convert you to? Because again, I can go to an event and like you to chat the lady, lady. Oh my gosh. Oh, you know, so they know me and they stop. So now, I mean, the same thing as seeing me in person or seeing me in my inbox. Then there's an opportunity to find out uh, what are your needs? What are your blockages? What, what What's your, your biggest need that you need? Uh, and then I create a program for that. Ironically, because of the pandemic, I would have a uh, reception at a big convention um, every year. So we all can meet each other and say, how are you doing? Well, I did it virtually. And because I didn't want to have any Zoom booms, I created a question I thought would keep the people off that weren't supposed to be there. I said, what is a chat in the garden? Well, the answer is podcasts. But oh no, they gave me long uh, uh, dissertations. <laughs> and I was like, okay, it's a place where women can grow. It is the best podcast in the world. It, I mean, all these different, I said, I got to use it. So I made a t-shirt with a silhouette of all of the words on it, which became a what? A product. Love it. That I didn't even know I, I was going to have. So, so that's I, how that graphic that uh, you shared with me came to be. Yes. That's brilliant. Yeah, I had no, I mean, I, I wasn't in the product business. I was in the service business. Mm -hmm. And so that began to tell me who are my front row people. 
Okay. You know, because you got an audience, you got you got people in the front row, you got people on the floor, then you got people in the stadium. Mm-hmm. You know, those are people that don't even say who, who, boo. But mind you, when they see you, oh, I know you. Okay, why don't you be a little bit more engaged so I can recognize your name? Right. You know, you have to say these kind of things. And so what I do in a group, I announce uh, people's uh, promotions and jobs and everybody does that. And everybody keeps coming back for that. So there's always something fresh and new that's going. Then I ask questions. You know, we ask questions about uh, Naomi, you know, um, Osaka, you know have a are you prepared for your student athletes to tell you i can't do blank because of the mental health day right how are you prepared for that is it in your policies mm-hmm. so there's some great info so then okay now i have folks in my portal who actually sent, spent money with me. Mm-hmm. so if you find out who's spending money with you continuously then that's your ride or die and you need to listen and prepare for them and they become people that spend monthly money with you if you create the right program. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Now, um, I can't remember if we mentioned this before or after we started recording. You said that your ideal customer avatar is athletic directors. Is that correct? Black women athletic directors. Okay. People who want to be that. Now, is that in, now when I think athletic director, I think only in the university system. Is it beyond that or is it just university oh, yeah. system? Ironically, I started out with that as my target, but I have been, again, you find out who are your people because mm-hmm. they spend the most money with you. Mm-hmm. High school athletic directors seem to be spending the most money with you. Fascinating. Yeah, because they, again, they don't see anybody that looks like them and they want to be and grow from that, mm-hmm. you know, feed from that. And then some of them may want to go on the college side, but you know what? They find that they have a good groove where they are. They just needed some resources and support. Mm-hmm. And so just to be able, because what it is, you know, if you hear somebody else has gone through something similar, you go like, okay, this roller coaster is not bad. I can get back on it because they have fun. You go up and down, up and down, and it's worth it. You just need to be around that. You, it, community is important to avoid depression. Amen. Say that again louder for the people in the back. <laughs> that is so true. And I, in fact, um, working from home, like working from home is damn lonely. And so I, I think that the fact that we are able to still connect with people in some way, like even doing the virtual podcast movement conference that I just did last week, even though it was virtual, I, I felt the energy of the people. You, feel, you felt all the people that were being part of it. Everyone's using the same hashtags. We're all talking about the same thing. And we're all connecting on one united thing that gets us all excited. And there's yeah. nothing quite like it. Like I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So what is your number one tip for converting someone who just found you randomly to get them to not only listen to the podcast, but to get them on the email list and eventually become the customer? Well, you know, and, and the email list, I, 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 again, I was not sold on it at the beginning, okay? okay. And again, I invested a lot in um, the business coaching. And I think one Christmas, I had MailChimp for a while. And I said, let me just see about this. So I began to, because a lot of people, when I would connect with them on LinkedIn, said they did not have Facebook. So what I began doing is putting the people who did not have Facebook 
on my email list so that they could still enjoy the podcast. That's how I began the weekly replay. Then I began to put the sponsors of the podcast uh, at the top and then the part, you know, and then they get the, the replay at the bottom so that they will also get that feel of this is what's going on. Um, this is who supports us. And then it was then then it began, let me say, okay, this is my event coming up. This is my book, this is my t-shirt. This t-shirt goes on sale. And so then the email list began to really convert because they will respond. Like one guy I said on the podcast that I, I made a magazine, like I said, and the magazine was to help people realize you got to um, package your specialized knowledge, all right, to monetize it. But more importantly, you got to be able to put something out there because if you get a pink slip, that's not the time to go put your shingle up. You need to be, begin to cultivate what you're known for in a consulting manner while you were working. I couldn't get them to see that part, so I began the magazine with the same title, Significance in Athletic and Business. I mean, and, and, and so by doing that, um, I got twofold, helped them to cultivate and how to project themselves because they're not thinking about that. What's the problem that you serve especially at more than one institution. What are you known for? What do people keep asking you about? And then it was, let me encourage the next generation of the positions because we got a lot of sports management majors out there. So I said it on the podcast and then I got said it in email and then I got a, re, uh, a, a email back from a high school coach who wanted to buy the magazine for all of his players. Okay. So it's the engagement. Love it. So engagement is key. It sounds like, it sounds like that oh, yeah. is like the secret sauce. That's not so secret that everybody needs. Cause yeah. the, the biggest thing that I see is most of these people that create these Facebook groups, they, they make it clear from the beginning that all they're there for is to sell something. And it sounds like, even though, yes, you are trying to monetize, you're not making that the goal. You're making the fact that you're actually trying to help people and serve them. I see, you, I see you nodding your head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that, that, I mean, honestly, you know, I mean, you serve first in order to be a relationship. And my main, my main business is I go to campuses and I do staff retreats or student athlete workshops. And 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 so they get to know who I am uh, because more than likely they've been on the podcast or listen to the podcast, and they know no one trusts me. Because they know what I'm going to say. How am I going to teach There's peace? Did they grow from it? I had a young lady who came out um, isolation. She was a, a stay-at-home mom who had been an athletic administrator, who had been a coach. But she wanted to get back on the ramp. But listening to the podcast gave her life so she can get back on it. So when she got her job at a Division One mid-major, guess who she brought in to do a staff retreat? yours truly you see so you serve first and then you be able to uh grow your business and then from there like uh, one of my favorite people in the whole world is denise duffield thomas she says i serve i deserve because <laughs> <laughs> if you serve then you deserve to be paid 
Oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like I said, that part about uh, uh, recruitment mm-hmm. uh, for positions, yeah. I do that naturally. And uh, I, it was funny, I was a business coach and she said, you need to get paid for that. And I said, well, how do I do that? She says, well, you should charge the people who get the job a percentage, but I never thought about that. I still yeah. don't have that in place. But you see what happened, uh, the universe brought that, to me, I need to go to universities and say, hey, which is the whole point of the podcast. Yeah. You know, you need to find them and I have them here. In the garden. Just pick from the garden. Oh, that's fantastic. And and not only do you have amazing people in your garden, you have already pruned your field to make sure it's damn good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's awesome. So um let's talk a little bit, a little bit more about the email list. And the reason, the reason I keep harping on this is because I I think it's, I think it's so important that people understand that email is not dead and, and that, uh, you know, you don't have to do it in a spammy way. So, so if you were, if you were talking to someone telling them why they need an email list, what would you say? Uh, email is, is the best conversion because you really cannot, uh, validate like, Oh, that is so good. Yeah, you can. You, you got so many golden nuggets coming out of your mouth this morning. That's, that's just fantastic. It just flows, dear. It just flows. Uh, yeah, it's, like, mean, it's like you've been doing this for a while or something. <laughs> yeah, I have. But you know, I didn't know what I was doing. So that's the key. When you are educated, you have to learn how to become an entrepreneur. Because you are, my, my, whole, my whole life is always to educate, to influence. Both my parents were school teachers. You know, so I'm all about, let me show you and teach you. And then I can influence how you perform or think. You you follow what I'm saying? I do. And so um, with the email list, you have the captive audience because they're open. So I have a client right now that she wants to sell a course. And so I was teaching her how to figure out who are the people are your, your heart or your wants. I said, so let's look at, she had, she had, she had a long, she had a list. She'd been in business for a while, but this is my first time working with her. So she had a list. I said, now let's, okay. Uh, I have a business coach called Lamar Tyler and um, it's called traffic sales and profit. It's called rack the shotgun. So send them out to see who email to see who is really going to hear you. And for those Bible scholar, it's like David and the shepherd. It says, they will know my voice. So you want to see who can hear, who hears your voice? Who are your sheep? The rest of the sheep going to keep on going, but you say, come on back. Those people are going to come back to where you are. So when you hear that, when you see that, those are people who actually open and then click. You got to have something to click though, mm-hmm. okay? So she had like a thousand people, okay? Then she had like, maybe 200 to open but she had five to click i Mm. said so the five that clicked you need to call them the others you send them another email to see if they're gonna you know come on with it because because now i said now you're gonna ask those five to be your beta of your program to make sure that you go in the right direction and offer them a special price sir first but she already created so she need to have some kind of peace because sometimes you don't it free is not it you know discount um partner together you know what i mean 
uh, inviting. You, you, you see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that they will, because you know, everybody who signed up for stuff don't necessarily attend. That's true. That's very true, especially when it's something that's free. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So, but you want to say, I want you to help me create this, you know, be a partner. And so that doesn't happen on a Facebook. Now, even if it doesn't happen on a Facebook, guess what? You still got a DM. Mm-hmm. And that's when you seem to be spamming because Facebook will stop you. You hit the button too many times. Right. So for instance, I'm giving the plan a um, a connecting event at the Washington Mystics game. Okay. All right. So I put it on Facebook the first time to find out what day they write it. So the, the, the people that said, okay, I'm interested. All right. I just DM them. Okay. I got 10 tickets I bought. I got seven tickets left, okay? So now I'm going to do this week is put it in my email. When I send the the replay out, I'm going to say, look, you got seven tickets left. I bet you anything, I get more engagement, response, and clicking from the one-on-one that's sent to somebody's email versus somebody seeing it on Facebook and strolling down because they don't, I mean, Facebook doesn't show everybody everything, even if it's in your group. Right. So again, that becomes, you own that. Your email list is something that you own and MailChimp is makes it so easy to click and print, you know what I mean? And, and you can have, uh, well, now you can go up to 2,000 emails for free. Because I have a landing page and you click it and you get it. Okay. <laughs> so, so you don't so, have to like do any of that messy programming yeah, stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'll, maybe I would consider that because I mean, yeah, all I do is it, 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 even an email list, if you want, you click. And yeah. then when you click, I see you click and I know how to talk to you and find out why you didn't finish the process. Now, see, that sounds better to me than just sending them something that they may or may not have even wanted. <laughs> yeah, but I do have a landing page that says, if you want to get the email, the replays to your inbox, click here. That's okay. on Twitter. That's on, but it's the landing page from MailChimp. So. Okay, I love it. So now in the, in the, the article that we were referencing earlier, um, I will leave it in the show notes and it was called tips from real podcasters on how to find podcast guests. Um, so we've already talked about the fact that you use your private Facebook group and you use LinkedIn to be able to find guests. Have you ever had any trouble finding a guest or keeping the guest on the schedule? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, and, and, but you know what? I'm booked right now until May 1st. And it's now August, the second week in August. That's amazing. Yeah. But so, so I had to do, uh, so right now I'm checking with the September people to see if you still are still available. Okay. So I do do that. And uh, so I had two people who, uh, one person said that will be her first time going back to work. So she didn't want to, okay, fine, put you, all, she's the one that's the next one in May, okay? Mm-hmm. So then I have a, another hole. I can't find her, she's not answering. Okay, I gave her a couple of days, done. Next person, yeah. So, I mean, I really, and, and, and I have an intern who uh, who emails the guests, their, their script and their call in. Mm-hmm. And um, 
And so what I do is just confirm. And I'm looking, and now I'm, I'm looking for, again, interesting positions in athletics. Um, and I actually, I, I like the book piece because that's really uh, influential because if you read something, then you get ownership with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, and most of the people are, are my um, sponsors on my podcast. And then I look for those engagement people, those people who are the most engaged. Okay. And I said, are you ready to join? And they love it because they are always there. It's like they wake up and look and they like everything. Congratulations, congratulations. I just believe that they need to be rewarded. I love it. I, I, I can't get over how amazing listening to you talk about your community is because it sounds like it's such an engaged group of people that really care about what it is you have to say, what it is that you're creating and they want to be part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing to me. My husband, my very first reception that we did, I think uh, it was uh, six years ago. And I heard him tell his mother, he was like, everybody listens to her. (laughs) He said, everybody was just silent and just listened to her. And I didn't notice it either because all I'm doing is just enjoying uh, the community, you know, and I just enjoy meeting new ones and, mm-hmm. and find out, uh, you know, what their needs are. I did a, uh, a workshop virtually for athletic conference for all women. And uh, I listen, you know, I listen to what they need. And then I create something, you know, most of them get just frustrated because it's just not heard. And so how do you get trust to be the second lieutenant? So these are things I've been doing for 30 years. I've mm-hmm. been, you know, I, I was a pioneer myself. I was athletic director at 28 years old. I'm now 53. I teach sports marketing and sports management courses at Hampton University. I'm around the students. I'm trying to make sure that they are really great administrators for these positions. And one of the things, like for instance, um, the kids now again can transfer, just put their name in a portal. So as an administrator and a coach, how do you avoid that? Today's kids, they got to know you, know and trust them. Can I trust you? Do you know about me? Not just because the win I can get you in that paycheck. What are you doing about me? Do you know I'm my only child? Do you know that my grandmama died? You know, what do you know about me? And if you know about me, I'm going to go to a brick wall for you. So mm-hmm. I created a workshop called um, Newly Committed. After, after the game, uh, newlywed game. Because you know how, I don't know how old you are, but you remember they would put the little the little sheets up to see if they matched. Yeah. And I so remember. that same thing, coach and player. Yeah. So I get that by listening. That's a frustration. And then I create a program. And this program actually goes with the university workshops that I do. Mm. So you got to listen and talk. It's, it's a two-way street. Well, it sounds like everything that you're doing, not only in your business, in your business, in your podcast, in your magazine, and your everything, it's all connected. Yeah. And I didn't look, it's a download, honey. It's to God be the glory. Cause I, again, I had no idea. And then I was like, Ooh, ah, okay. And when it, that's why you got to have some quiet time to mm-hmm. listen to what it is. And I'm not talking about what somebody told you, what somebody told you, what somebody told you. I think you have discernment with your business coaches. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it's like uh I watched a movie about uh fast food. 
and the stuff they put in things to make you hungry. Mm-hmm. It's the same way in the in the business sense. They do things that make you hungry. Mm-hmm. Now, when I do it, I'm trying to do it in a way of triggering what I know you already said and what you need. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so I'm not trying to make a problem that's not there, mm-hmm. but I may may make you aware of a problem that you're not aware of, and it keep you from going through a pitfall. Yeah. So I got one more thing I did, and I didn't I didn't know what was going to happen. Okay, I went to a conference. It was called Changing Faces, and I went ahead. I said, you know, I think I might do this. It was an anthology, and she said, what is something that you went through that you want everybody to know so for me by being a public figure people thought oh how great how great but you don't know what goes behind all that and so I had um I think it was almost 20 years ago uh I was like again one of the first athletic administrators on the conference office that was overall women not over women's program but my title was senior women's administrator okay and people are looking at what does that do what are you going to do? And I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. And then I got all these young ladies looking at me or older because they want to be able to get their university to see them in the same light. Mm-hmm. I hit a wall literally and figuratively. And I covered it in this chapter called Public Figure Mass Exit Stage Left. Mm. And so I'm also able to, so I put something in the, in the Facebook group. I said, did uh, Naomi and um and uh um bows simone bows trigger anything for you do you push through or do you feel like you know um you can't go on because again nobody's talking about the administrator can you imagine all of these plates going around Mm -hmm. and you don't and again you continuously point out and I'm trying to say, I know, I've been there. So you, you see the pub, that, that's the name of the book. So I'm able to give that out without even making, call somebody and say, I know you're going through something. See, I can see when people are going through the stuff they post. Mm-hmm. I said, look, you might want to check this out. And this is my athletic administrative journey. So that tells them, I want to know how she got there. But then I give them the tools. That's usually what I, I, I do. I use the tools because most of the time your advancement is based on how you deal with no and disappointments mm. and blockages. And so if you can not take it personal, not make assumptions, always do your best and be impeccable with your word, you'll be able to put one of those things in one of those compartments and be able to press forward. And that's what I talk about in the book. And that's what I do in my consultants with one-on-one. I do the head work first and then offer some type of skill set. One of my favorite things about what everything that you just said is that you don't just tell someone your story or someone else's story, or you don't even just, you don't even just talk, you give the tools so that someone who's trying to better themselves can actually do it. That, that really, that really struck me. I really enjoyed that. (laughs) So now whenever you start your podcast episodes, like every episode you go into, are you whenever you're starting them, are you thinking to yourself, okay, how can I empower someone today? Or what is it that when you're going into your episodes that you're thinking? I'm going to meet this new person and find out what was her career path Mm -hmm. and what's her advice for others and what are her current initiatives. 
So depending upon what she says, either I just let her talk or I add to it based on what she says. But most of the time, it's their time. Because I, 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 do, I do my Johnny Carson in the very beginning. I tell them everything that's going on in my world and whatnot. I've already done my piece, okay? And then I bring my guest on. And you know the funny thing? About three or four of these folks have said they met me over the years and I sat them down. I planted something in them. One girl said, I got the job because I did a one-on-one -on -one with you and you told me to, uh, uh, to qualify. She wanted to be uh, move up in academic advising. I said, well, how many people have, have improved their grades because of you? And blah, blah. I said, we need to have numbers. You got to qualify. And because she qualified in her interview, she got the job. I don't remember saying that. <laughs> so you, you've moved people and you didn't even realize it. Yeah. So, and I guess in that sense, it is a little bit like blogging, how sometimes you'll, you'll have someone say they read something that you wrote and it really moved them. And they're like, you have no idea you even wrote it. Cause I have what's called writer's amnesia where I write uh -huh. a blog post and I literally forget I wrote it. I, I have no idea I wrote it. It got me in a lot of trouble in college. People used to think I was uh, plagiarizing my uh, my papers because if they read them back to me, I didn't know I wrote it. Oh, wow. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, that's very interesting that uh, that you have had people say that you said something that moved them and you didn't even remember saying it. <laughs> well, you need to have something in the bottom of your blogs to say if this moved you. Respond. Here's my email, or here's this, or here's my community. Um, I'm not saying get prizes, um, but you know, I, I would like to, uh, highlight you, you know what I mean? Or something. I love it. I love it. That's brilliant. I, I never even would have thought to say as a call to action, just reach out. Mm -hmm. yeah, brilliant. I mean, I'm looking for the next best talent. <laughs> <laughs> you may already be a winner. Well, one of the oh. things that um, you had been talking about, you've been talking about the DCL method. Um, mm -hmm. Is there anywhere that people can get some more information about that? Well, yes, I'm going to put it in my PayHip store. So okay. it's payhip.com backslash seeds of empowerment. Okay. And it will be, it'll be DCL method. And I'm going to put uh, a coupon for any listeners here. And the coupon will be, I think I called it blog. Yeah, yeah, bloggy. No, bloggy, excuse me. B-L-O-G-G-Y, the name of your the show, the Bloggy Friends yeah. show. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So we just put in coupon B-L-O-G-G-Y, and you'll be able to have a printable so you can put up and remind you of how to DCL your podcast or your blog. I love that. That's fantastic. Well, I will put that in the show notes along with all the good stuff that we discussed here today. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you wish that I had? Oh, mm, uh, no, uh, I, I've enjoyed the conversation um, uh, again. And well, my question would be, um, you know, to your audience, if there's some place that you think I can serve your community, please just email me at moniqueajsmith at caesarempowerment.info. But I love to connect on LinkedIn. So okay. my name is Monique A.J. Smith. And we will drop all those links in the show notes as well. And it's going to be at bloggyfriends.com. And I think we're just going to say bloggyfriends.com backslash chat in the garden. Okay. That's, that's what it's going to be. 
Absolutely. Well, where can people find you online? I know you mentioned LinkedIn and we mentioned the Facebook group, but is there anywhere else that you wanted to tell people to find you? Well, you can listen to my podcast at chatinthegarden.com. And my magazine is on Amazon. Season um, on Amazon. Significance. Significance. Okay. It, All right. Especially if you if you're interested, if you know somebody's athletic administration who wants to advance in their career, I'm your girl. That's fantastic. I, I really appreciate you doing this with me today. I, I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. I did. Thank you so much. Thank Ashley. you.